Hey, hey, everybody, waiting, trying to get to my effects. Here we go, here we go, here we go. There we go. Yes. We are back with an official pod, not a solo pod. I know you all have heard plenty from me over the past few weeks as I have struggled and am still struggling with this voice of mine and being sick, but we are official this week. We are back with the tripod. You are on the Cinema Draft podcast, and we have guests. And Oh, and by the way, what is Cinema Cinema Draft. It is where daily fantasy sports meet the movies, but instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies and how their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points for your call sheet of actors while competing against others for fun and prizes. And we'll get more into that later, but let me introduce the two other members of the tripod. You know them, you love them, and maybe you disagree with them. It's Kevin Garnett, the WBW and Chocolate Cardinal. Hello. And the hidden one, G Nice. What's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, there you go. We'll get you to applause too. There you go. Ghostface. Welcome to our Oscar preview pod. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we'll get in. Oh, and the drinking game for tonight will be the word hate because, as you and I and Kevin know, G Nice is going to hate on all that you love. So every time you hear the word hate, <laughs> have a shot. It is like hatred. It is called making, having standards. Drink, drink. <laughs> Hate is part of hatred. All right, so we'll get into one of our favorite uh, segments. It is, of course, what I'm watching. And the first thing I want to talk about is, of course, Timeless. I don't know why I dig this show, damn it, but I just do. It is, it's, I always even say it's a throwback. It's a throwback as far as just plain out entertaining. It's not super fancy. It is, there has, I mean, Timeless, for those of you who don't know, it's an NBC show. It's a one-hour drama. Basically, each week, the main characters jump into a time machine and go back into different periods in, in recent American history and try to fix stuff. And it's just, it's just fascinating. I, 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 I enjoy it. It's, it's fascinating only because they have, uh, they actually have a brother who's like the pilot. He's, he's first of all, his name is Rufus, which I, I don't know if I'm to be offended or what <laughs> it kind of, Kind of whack, but uh, Rufus Malcolm Barrett is uh, is kind of like the pilot, and he and he jaunts around with these uh, with with a historian Abigail Spencer from Mad Men fame, and also Suits Suits Harvey's girlfriend, and also uh, Matt Lanter, who I think he was Friday Night Lights or one of those shows. Anyways, uh, they're kind of like a, a tripod of their own. They gallivanting throughout history, you know, solving shit, fixing shit, messing up history, and then they always come back and they've changed history, which I think is also kind of interesting in itself. None of the rules of time travel really apply, so don't like keep your thinking cap on with it, but you really do kind of get involved with it. And I just enjoyed it. The season finale, they only did 16 episodes. The season finale was was yesterday, Monday night. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and it's it's what I'm watching. Have you, have you seen uh, Timeless, either one of you? I have. I've seen, I saw the maybe the first few episodes, Solid concept. Go. I think it's. Uh, I feel like there's been shows similar to it. You know, sort of the chasing people through time thing. They also have like a black Elon Musk guy on there, which is kind of. Oh cool. yeah, good point. I think he's played <laughs> by some British cat named Patterson Joseph, but he he's it's so funny because his character is, su- is super smarmy, and they mm-hmm. actually addressed that in like the last episode. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, once you cut through those layers of smarm, he actually has a heart, and he actually <laughs> like kind of grinned at that. It's like his character is really kind of interesting too, because it's like this whole decades long, actually centuries long conspiracy, something called Rittenhouse, whatever. Either way, it's mm-hmm. very interesting. It's 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 classic edutainment. I mean, they they actually address the whole hidden figures, Catherine Johnson 
Johnson, NASA Angle, uh, a few weeks before the movie came out. Uh, and then uh, I think two episodes ago, they did this whole thing with Al Capone's brother, which I did not know was in the mm. FBI. That's an interesting little factoid. Mm. So they just, I mean, it's it, it's, like, it's like history you know, and then they bring in little things that you may or may not have known. It's just, it just really works. It's kind of like a, it reminds me of Quantum Leap to an extent, whereas that show just mm-hmm. kind of worked. You know, I mean, it's, right. it's, it wasn't like too super brainy, but then you kept having him go back into time and it just worked. I mean, Scott Bakula, that's, he's the man. So that, <laughs> that's one of the shows that I'm watching. Also, uh, what I'm also watching uh, or what I watched. You didn't ask me, but I don't, I didn't watch that show. I don't even know what that is. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That's why we, that's why we didn't go to UT nights. We know you don't have time to watch it because you're, you're, nope. you're a busy man. You got like three kids at the age of five. Which is he said, he said, have either of you watched it? And then when you didn't chime in, it was obvious that you hadn't watched it. That's fine. That's not true. That's not true. I, was, I could have been waiting for my moment. But you weren't. <laughs> well, we know you don't wait for moments. You just take your moments. So, you know. Yeah. Well, that part's true. <laughs> well, all right. So, so this, this is the other thing I watch. I'm only going to do two because we have a tripod. And I want to get to what you guys are watching. But I did go out and see The Great Wall. Now, just a little, just a little backstory of this. All, most of the Martin. Now, this is the Matt, Matt Damon. Damon the Jedi? The, the, the Great Wall? No, it's not the Return of the Jedi. Uh, the one with Matt Damon in like That's this. What like, I just the, said I said Matt Damon the Jedi. He's not a Jedi. <laughs> I think he's the fact he's wearing medieval Chinese gear or okay, something. No, he's he he's the dude from uh, the Twin Towers. How come? I, real talk. Name one character who ever looked cool in a ponytail. Go. Oh, oh, dude from Game of Thrones, the the, the, the first, uh, the, the, well, oh. actually, that's not true. The, the yeah, first exactly. Dario Naharis, he was kind of cool. Who? You, you don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? Of course no, I do. you watch Game of Thrones. Dario Naharis, the, the first guy, his name is Ed Scrain. He had a ponytail. He had long hair, and I think he tied it in the ponytail when he went to go fight people. Wasn't there some dude in, uh, in uh, The Last Dragon that had a ponytail? What was that guy's name? The Last Dragon, is it Barry Gordy? That's right. That's a great Cultural movie. Cultural cul-de-sacs. Okay. <laughs> That's a great movie. We're talking <laughs> ponytails. The baddest over a this time. Uh, uh, Steven Seagal, before we knew how cheesy. Ooh, no. No, no. The, no, the first Steven Seagal movie, what was it, Under Siege? Come no. on. He's kind of badass. He never looked cool. He was always, it always weirded me out that he was actually like good at kung fu. He just seemed like he was a sort of middle-aged man. Did the Highlander have a – no, he didn't have a ponytail. Honestly, this is a, this is a good question. <laughs> okay. Anyway, streams back to the Great Wall. So yes, Matt Damon may or may not have a ponytail. Actually, I don't think he. I think he does. He does. That's why it looks ridiculous. He doesn't does in spots, right? Absolutely, he does. Anyways, the Great Wall. Damn it. The little the little backstory about this, besides this being obviously a Matt Damon vehicle, it, it's a co-production between like yeah, like uh, a really big Chinese film studio, and I want to say whatever it was Lionsgate, Miramax, whoever whoever the 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 studio partner was on on, on the American side, and so they're only in for like twenty five percent, so it's not like they're going to lose a ton of money in this, and they already made a quarter billion dollars over in China for like the last two months. So mm-hmm. all this being said, with all of the marketing around this, at least stateside in America, it seemed like this is going to be another one of those white savior movies. So mm-hmm. trending on Thursday <laughs> before I went to go see this show, this movie. Wait, it's not. Hashtag thank you, Matt Damon. I saw that, yeah. 
And basically, people are just assuming it's going to be like this bullshit white savior movie, whereas, you know, this, you know, white hero comes into savage foreign lands to lead them, you know, to some bullshit plot point. And to be honest, and I was ready to hate this movie. I really was. And making it even worse, I saw it. So I waited. So last Thursday was The Day Without Immigrants. Mom's well, Panamanian, which makes me by default half Panamanian, which makes me by default half Latino, whatever. So I sat out the entire day. I went to the 12 o'clock screening because I was not going to have my dollar support this you know <laughs> on, on the day without immigrants anyway so i go to see 12 o'clock showing i'm so i'm already afraid i'm gonna fall asleep it's in imax 3d so this shit's like 16 dollars <laughs> and oh. i'm already ready to hate this fucking film and guess what it was stunning i enjoyed the hell out of it matt wow. damon is not the white savior in this movie he's actually fighting among equals and if anything he's kind of scuzzy he's like a thief in this movie or some bullshit and mm -hmm. i and i can and even the 3d was 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 pretty decent it was it was a couple times i did kind of jump out of my chair which is kind of rare with movies that weren't naturally filmed in 3d so the 3d you know conversion technology is getting better and mm -hmm. jing tian my god let me let me, go, let me find a picture of her y'all understand how much I am feeling Jin Tiang. She was so hot in this movie. She plays like a commander. She 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 leads like the well, she ends up leading the whole damn army, but at the beginning we see her like leading like these aerial forces. That was another thing that was really kind of cool about this movie too, is they had really inventive, even though this is like medieval China and it's fantasy too, because they're like fighting like some like these not imaginary dragons, I know, pun intended. Um, it's like force like dragons and, and some otherworldly force. It was really cool because they had like really cool like medieval technology and they had like these, like like a whole fighting force of women in, in decked out in blue who were like cabled. They dive off the Great Wall of China, like mm. slashing. It was crazy. You should just see it for the, for the medieval um, fighting ingenuity alone. But uh, Jin, Jing Tian, J-I-N-G T-I-A-N is hot as hell. Oh man, I'm a huge fan. I want to see everything she's in. She's and she's getting she, she's actually you didn't know the picture. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting no, sorry. That's it's as a sorry, not Jing Tian. Jian Tian. Is it Jian? I hate three D. Why why do you hate three D? It just it, I, I just don't like it. You saw um, what you call you saw uh, because he's a uh, crafty old man. I saw what but you saw Avatar. Avatar, Avatar had really good 3D, right? So really. I couldn't understand Avatar because I was confused by the ridiculous <laughs> racial casting that was going on in that film. There are no blacks in the future. It's just oh god. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's fair. Look at look. I mean, come on, get a load of that. Oh Jesus. Yes, and she's so badass too. Like her English is like spotty, but it makes her even more fearsome. I love it. Look at it. She's ready to go to war, dog. Interesting. Yeah. They look like they're wearing really hot clothes. It's Jean. armor. Yeah. It's like armor. That, look, that looks super leather. They're, they're fighting dragons. You there know? is not she's a, ready to fight a fucking dragon. There's no. a piece of metal on there. This this bamboo uh, medieval technology was it anything like the Mad Max? Uh, when they would go car to car with those poles, was it like that kind of? Oh, you know, actually, that that's a, that's a great point. That's a really good um, uh, example of inventive, somewhat medieval technology. No, this should, no, they had some like like I don't. Well, you guys aren't going to see the, the movie probably, so I'm not really well, spoiling. Not it, but they had like stuff coming out the wall, like these slicing like. Uh, 
uh, I don't know, like guillotine type things. They, mm-hmm. Like her, her whole outfit, like, like, like they're all color coded too. Like, like the purple guys, the archers, the red guys were like the hand hand combat guys, and like her blue troop were all women. So they all have like little booby breastplates, and know, you know, <laughs> Greg would love that. And and they were all like tied around their waist. They would dive off the. You wouldn't love wall. a breastplate. They they had a little you know whatever they dive off the wall tethered to like these swinging things and they would have like swords they go like slash and fucking drag it was lit yo I was there for it it's a decent plot our boy mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal from Narcos was in there he's like the oh, sidekick nice. yo I, I enjoyed it straight up don't don't believe the hype thank hashtag thank you Matt Damon <laughs> wait so he doesn't die at the beginning of the movie. Okay, so since since we have two guests tonight, what are y'all watching? What Wait, are you, no, what are you watching? How is he not the star of the movie and save the white if he doesn't die at the beginning? It's the only way a white person doesn't win in the end. <laughs> he didn't say he didn't win in the end. He just said he didn't save. Yeah, he he's he's fighting among equals. If anything, he has a touch of cowardice to him. It's 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 great. I, I what are you it. what are you watching, G Nice? No, I, I'm going third. So you can hate on everyone else. That's correct. No, <laughs> it's called standards. Right. One thing that I watched today that was interesting, uh, the Kenzo clothing line has this short film out with with uh, Jesse Williams, okay. Tracy Ellis Ross, and this Kelsey Liu person. It's like a 12-minute short film. It's very weird. I have no <laughs> idea what it means, but it was an interesting 12 minutes to watch. Oh, uh, Lemonade director Khalil Joseph. What's that? That's when he says what you're watching. You just referenced a various random short. That's what I I watched. Yes. <laughs> you also hey, he the question. What's from the, the director? Was it like a commercial about bleach? Maybe so. If it was really well shot, which this thing was, the director of Lemonade, as uh, our host just said, if you had been listening, directed this thing. It's interesting. Nope. Uh, thanks. Also. <laughs> One thing that I, I am is on the DVR that I'm looking <laughs> forward to watching is uh, the breaks on VH1, the hip hop one hour hip hop show about uh, '90s hip hop. A woman and her two friends trying to make it in the business. There's a couple different rappers. She's sort of a wannabe A and R, working for like a Puff Daddy ish character. Uh, the the backdoor pilot movie deal. Last year was pretty good, and I'm looking forward to watching that. I saw the ads for that. That looks interesting. Did you see the uh, or the TV movie? I did uh, not. Method Man. Yeah, and I and I meant to watch it too, and I never quite got around to it. But I heard it was like really good, and now it's a series. I, I feel like a lot of pressure. I've got 96 it's, season passes. I can't take any more shows. It's got uh, Tristan Wilds, Mac Wilds. Oh, I love Will. him. It's got uh, Wood Harris, Method Man, him, and damn, some yeah. some uh, newcomers. It's a wire reunion, <laughs> exactly. From Wait, different... did you guys watch the Nas thing on on Netflix? Uh, Nas what Nas thing? You mean Showtime? No, is it Nas produced it and Baz, what's his name, directed it? Oh, you're talking about? Oh, the, you're the talking about the Get Out or the, the Get the Down? The Get Down. The Get, get Down. down yeah. you guys did, that was awesome. I that did was watch the Get Down. It was awesome. What do you think, G-Nice? You nice? You didn't like it? I saw the first seven minutes, and, and it felt like a musical, and I was un- I was frustrated. So I said I'll come back to it, and strangely enough, I never came back. 
You're it's, ridiculous. First of all, yes, Baz Luhrmann did the did did what the pilot of the first episode, whatever. It's like an hour and a half long. It's fucking out there and crazy, but it's, it's incredible. Super, it's super Bazzy. Like if you like Baz, yeah. you I love Baz. I love Moulin Rouge. That was like, I, that was the first like, movie the first musical scene that where he's like in. talking to her in the corner. It, the dialogue was so heavy and so cheeseball. It was a lot of cheese whiz, and it was strange cheese whiz because it's not like bassy. I love that. There, there, it's it was it was certainly very campy. Like yeah. the hip hop, the hip hop stuff was spot on and was really interesting. Are you British? And then when it got into the, I'm not finished. I'm just starting. I said, are you got British? Just spot on. It was spot on. <laughs> oh, by the way, have Would you, you like seen some this? Is a, another side note. Have you seen this thing on YouTube of? This this British dude, he's like probably fourteen. He goes around reviewing chicken spots, fried chicken spots. It's <laughs> great. It's hilarious. Is it like the pension munch or something like that? It's some weird British thing. It's <laughs> check that out as well. Hey, yeah, I, I, I love chicken, so I might have to check that out. <laughs> Stereotype <Yeah>. alert. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so. So, so the get so you saw seven minutes of the get down. That was what you were watching, Craig. <laughs> no, I saw this like when it first came out, and I thought, I don't know, man. I was just like, this is, I don't know. It was just. You, I mean, go. yeah. Once again, you do hate on everything we love. I mean, it, it, let me just say the, the the weekend it came out. I mean, not only was it just crushing Twitter like on trends like that, but everyone who saw it, and it was only half a season. Like they, I'm not sure. It's not like they ran out of money, but for whatever reason, they like divvied it up into half. Like we're going to do six mm -hmm. now and six later. And I heard they were like really expensive. Like these, like, you know, I mean, he really shot his wad on the first episode and, mm -hmm. and it gets a little bit, it settles in a little bit more after, like you can tell the first episode's like a, it's its own mini movie. It's like 90 minutes long. After that, it does settle down a little bit more, but it's still really it's 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 lavish for whatever the world is they're building. So I think they kind of want to see what they have the first six episodes before they got the next six. But it's coming back for like another six episodes. I want to yeah. say by June or something. Nelson George, the uh, hip hop writer, is one of the people on staff. Yeah, Shaolin, yeah. fantastic. Yo, your boy, our boy from um, uh, Shamik Moore from, uh, yes, Dope. from Dope. Shaolin, yeah. fantastic. I mean, it's when they do the stuff with the crew, it's fun. What's his Real face? Uh, Will Smith's kid is J yo. Jaden was actually really good. Um, <laughs> Jaden was good. It's, it's. I mean, I I wouldn't recommend it because it gets it gets discoy and it gets bazzy, and I I don't like baz or like the like hip hop baz? elements of it. Greg, actually, I already know the answer to this. No, you don't. Do you? Do you no, I, look, I thought I thought Romeo and Juliet was very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I what do you think about Moulin Rouge, though? Because this is more like his Moulin Rouge shit. Yeah, I didn't love Moulin Rouge. I didn't love Great Gatsby. I saw Moulin Rouge, and I was like, I will never watch another movie by this guy again. Okay, so we are so two for out, one for in. On the but I watched, I watched the get down because whatever. So let, now, what else are you watching? Besides? Okay, so the two things I watched. One, I, I did, can I get a drum roll on this? Oh, God. All right, let me, let me, let me dig out my effects here. <laughs> A drum roll. Okay. I finished Cage. <laughs> you what? I finished Cage. Oh, Luke Cage, yo. <laughs> Give yourself a hand. Give yourself it a hand. It took me like five months to get through the whole thing. 
Well, you got kids and a real job, so. Yeah, I, I wish that was the reason why, though. Uh-oh. You didn't like it for real? You didn't like Misty night busting jumpers in high heels? I thought that was ridiculous. That scene that was itself awesome. was ridiculous. Why the hell are you out there in a semi, like, half-cut, ridiculous set court, and then you're ju- shooting a jump shot with, like, perfect form, which is so unnatural? Which is, with perfect form, it wasn't like it was CGI. She shot no, it, was, it was like it was, it that was a like real someone, shot. It's someone it looked like someone who had been practicing that shot for this, or shot. someone that was just good at basketball. Oh lord! All right, yeah, so, so, so awesome give, give us give us the G nice hate review of. No, it's not hate. I, look, I'm excited it happened. I just thought it was really really slow. I thought he was miscast. I, I said I, I think maybe the first one or two episodes might be a little slow, but after that, I think it really picked up. Don't you think? We had two so. scenes of him like hobbling down the down some random hallway some random street in new york because he got shot two scenes they had two full episodes on that you only needed like one pick him up again it was like it was just it was slower than i thought it should be i thought he in particular he's a fine actor i just feel like he wasn't cool <laughs> enough to be caged by episode four when you get his backstory i thought it hit the ground running all of these marvel shows kind of take their time and lay stuff out uh, I think one of the one of the problems, maybe as opposed to Daredevil, is that fights with Luke are different. Like with with Daredevil, they're more sort of like chop chop in your face. With Luke, it's like I'm stronger than you. I pick you up and throw you across. That, the that was the least it's a difference. I, if that was if that was that's the fine. like that's fine. Like he can swing and bullets can bounce off him and he can bend a bend a gun. That's fine. All that was fine. I thought I thought Cottonmouth was good, even though it was ridiculous. And I thought uh, <laughs> I thought what was the other guy's name? I can't remember. Uh, Diamondback was also Diamondback. Really good. They were like charismatic actors. What they yeah, were saying absolutely. was just absurd. But it was like they were they were good. Rosario Dawson was excellent. Uh, <laughs> she, she she's connective tissue for this whole joint. She's she yeah, is, Alfie Woodard was great too. Again, her story was just so silly, but it was she was good too. I thought Shades but, was weird. It gets it gets weird when your character it's pitch dark outside. And he's driving wearing sunglasses. That made no sense at all. But the thing about it is, it was like a comic book. The tone of it was comic booky. Falsetto, falsetto. That <laughs> it did not feel like a comic at all. Falsetto. Okay. Yeah, keep in mind. So, so for those of you listening who are not aware of G Nice and his and and his oeuvre of opinion, he is he, he is a comic book fanboy. He would actually sometimes come late to our writing sessions because he had been at the comic book store on Sautel. So okay. he is a true fan boy. All right, I, look, it was fun. I'm excited it was there. I'm glad it happened. Like the whole thing was like. It was good. It was just, it was not an easy watch. And it was not, I mean, I said this before the open, the pilot was, oh my gosh, that scene where the lawyer walks in and she's like, who is that long drink of water? It was just like, high school. <laughs> it just felt like a high school play. It was, it, it, it's, I mean, you did, you did see that it was supposed to be like a take on black exploitation, right? You did get all that. That's why I, a lot I of the lines were so it corny. Was like, I don't know, man. It just, it wasn't, I didn't, I wanted to love it. It was fine. Yeah, you really want, do you really want to love anything, G-Nice? I did. I thought Daredevil was really, really good. Yeah, I, I love Daredevil. That's my shit. But I thought Jessica uh, Jones was in his cast, too. So. I like that actress. 
right, yeah, so I, I that, like Kristen Ritter. I like, I like her. Maybe, okay. maybe, I mean, you might be right, though. I mean, she might not have been, like, the perfect choice for Jessica Jones. You probably want someone who is more innately badass. But by, like, you know, the fourth, fifth episode, like, you – I mean, I won't say, like, I'm totally bought in, but I accepted it. It's fine. It's not like she can't when, kick ass, you know? When, when it felt like she was acting, like, she was like, I am so drunk. Uh, I am such bad news. I'm such a bad news bear. Just felt that natural. We're just. All right, so what's the other thing you're watching, G Nice? You said you had two, right? The other thing, I'm very excited to say this. I watched, uh-huh. I could not express how excited this was. I watched the new edition and I loved every second of it. Ah, <laughs> darkness. Dude, I thought it was so ridiculously cheeseball, but it was so good. It was just fun. It was just like. It was fun. Weren't I you thought, hating on it the last this. time before even watching it? Weren't you hating on it? I was hating on it because, yeah, I wasn't hating. No. <laughs> I was suggesting that I felt like, and I still feel this way. I feel Man, like it still so got, drunk right now. <laughs> I, I feel like it still got the bootleg treatment in the sense that it was a miniseries as opposed to like the feature. But like, you know, they did a good job with Stranded Account. It would have been nice to have New Edition get that same respect. That said, the miniseries, miniseries forum sets up for cheese whiz but it also allowed you to have like a ton of extra story and that yeah. was nice yeah it was and you I, I think understand. from a plot standpoint there's like a lot of like so there is a lot of story there but i thought the writing was abysmal which is sad because my my girl mel rob and you, you know mel rob g nice uh her ex-boyfriend that's like his that's like his he like he's a writer on it he that's like his big thing and which is good for him like get paid you know you know and everyone loves like the miniseries but i thought i mean I haven't finished it. I'm halfway through the second episode because the writing's just so tough, man. No, and, no, and, and, you're right. The, look, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't. <laughs> it was. You it was every minute of it. It, it wasn't was good, intense. but it was like I love them, right? So like, this was so much fun to hear them and to have them sing. I told this to Kevin already. It annoyed me that they changed a lot of the harmonies in the songs, which I thought was really <laughs> weird. Like Babyface was like showing off for some reason, but it was still. Like it was fun to watch them. I thought that I thought three actors. Re- I thought the the casting of Ralph was excellent. I thought the casting of um, Biven was really really good. Although that guy's way more charismatic than Michael Biven is. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. Oh my God, you're from Empire, right? You never seen yeah. Empire, have you? And then I thought, yeah, yeah, this is gonna super lit pick. But he also had his when he was doing the the you know Mike Biven trademark. Come on, girl, let's go get wet. His timing was all fucked up, but whatever. <laughs> it made me think he's got no rhythm at all. I was like, whoa, that's scary. How do you do Empire? And then um, I thought the Johnny Gill character was also just, he really, really good. And he played it he played it perfectly, like square, but could sing, and cool where enough that, to be able to hang with those guys. Where is that actor from? What is, else was Yeah, I recognize him from something else, too, yeah. I don't know though. I'm sure Ed's looking it up though. I am as we speak because I totally don't remember any of those guys except for uh, Brashear. <laughs> I thought Ricky was fine. He was not. I thought Devoe was fine, and I thought uh, Bobby. Bobby was okay. The, I thought I the Bobby was good. I thought the Bobby was very good. I thought Bobby was like, all of them were this way. It was weird to watch them. It's just that whatever they were like. I said this to Kevin before too. These are all really young actors who like clearly are working out, and they're like. They're like, <laughs> and they, they're using the same style, the same look, the same shot from years ago. But New Edition wasn't like that. <laughs> Bobby was a funny looking dude. It wasn't, it was just different. So I liked Bobby. I didn't think he was like. So, he, so which I, one were you talking about? You said, you said, who, who do you not know? Johnny Gill. 
Oh, Johnny Gill. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That- but the thing about the Bobby character is he had more to play with. Like, because Bobby Brown himself was such a big personality, the actor had more, like, outlandish things to do. So it was more fun. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, look, yes. I, I appreciate, I appreciate, <laughs> you could have your James. Why is it so I, oh, you know what? Uh, okay. I, so, yeah, I know, like, the, the, the face, but I can't remember, like, I can never remember, like, what he's in, but he was in, like, that Black Nativity movie, which nobody saw. And, no. uh, some other like BT shit. He's more. Um, I, I want. I thought he was like some sort of like musician, right? Like some sort of. Yeah, Luke. Shea, he, he's like a. Yeah, he Soul Train Awards. No, yeah, yeah, he's like he's like a musician. He actually in in our in our little um uh music group, whatever. I I think I did get like one of his uh albums like a long time ago. Luke, his name uh, is Luke James, by the way. Music. Okay. Yeah. I thought uh, you were saying in our music group, like you and G Nice had a band. Oh my God, no! Yeah, I missed it once. There's, there's in somewhere in Seattle. There's like a really bad, like fifth or sixth grade re- recording of me trying to rap with my white best friend. It's pretty bad. <laughs> that, <laughs> please, dear God, fight that. <laughs> no, never, <laughs> never, ever, ever. Okay, well, yeah, that's good. At least you're watching some stuff. At least you're watching stuff, Greg. That's that's good. You're part of the pop culture conversation now. However, Wait, and the last thing is, I really liked that they were open i mean they produced this right so they were open yeah. to being critical mm-hmm. of themselves which was yeah. kind of nice like it yeah weirdly like it was almost, i'm sure it was like lethargic for them but it was weirdly like they didn't hide a lot of stuff i mean there was other stuff and they skipped over huge chunks but it was mm-hmm. nice and the other thing i like is that it was nice to know like this works and yeah. a lot of people liked it mm-hmm. because a lot of people he they were they were they're an icon they're like a cultural icon from this and they influenced so many other people and it was nice that they got their due. Boom. And you know they're yes. going to only make more of these because the thing was just like it was like a huge success, and they keep oh, running yeah. in. They're they're making more of these. Like any yeah. na- name name a big group from the nineties. I heard in the I works like Jodeci one. I mean, there's all sorts of shit. In- yeah, I heard Jodeci is is on deck. But see, that's <laughs> ridiculous because Jodeci, as much as I like them, that is not. Do you need to know their story? No. I mean, but, yeah. whether you need to know it or not, I mean, the, what was their drama? Yeah, because. Two of the motherfuckers are crazy. Yeah, but maybe four of them. These guys. I'm saying, did you need to know the Tony Braxton story? No. Yo. And I love me because of Tony Braxton. That shit was kind of dull. Kind of dull. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't like the truth is before you watch the the new edition story, did you already know the story? I actually did not. Well, yeah, but that's your fault. (laughs) This is my fault. I'm sorry. My, my fandom wasn't wasn't nearly as fierce. <laughs> but I feel like these, these these were huge whatever. If they do it, that's great, but it's not gonna have the same effect. New edition is like the they were the starters of this whole thing. Whatever. Well, I'm glad you got your new edition Jones, and that will end the what we're watching segment. Now we're on to the main part of this pod. We are less than a week away from the Oscars. It is your Oscar preview. We have, uh, I have provided everyone a link for the list of nominees. Of course, Greg does not have that link because he refuses to read the rundown, but (laughs) we do have the nominees on deck. And we're just going to kind of go over, you know, it's a fairly guide discussion over some of the more interesting things. The first thing I want to talk about when it comes to the Oscars is KG, our WBW, our man on the ground, our working black writer in Hollywood. What are you hearing when it comes to the best actor race? What's the town feeling? <laughs> the town. I would say, usually they say that like the SAG Awards kind of 
not dictates, but is a good indicator as to what the Oscars are going to be. And uh, that was Denzel. So, you know, yeah. despite, I think there's not really momentum for Casey Affleck. Like, I think there was a little bit at the beginning, but Golden that's, Globes, that's yeah. not really a good movie to me. Uh, not that I vote or matter at all, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you matter to us, KG. You always in, matter. In my opinion, uh, and La La Land obviously has a lot of momentum, but I think, I think it's really Denzel's to lose. Like he lost a bunch of them that he should have won, or at least a few that he should have won. So I think now he's in that sort of latter portion where they're paying it forward or paying it back. So I think it's Denzel's definitely. Yeah, and 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 as I kind of like, uh, I mean, it's kind of guessed at or whatever early on or estimated as as we get closer to the awards. I mean, it, you do kind of realize that the Academy, despite like the influx in, of new members, and, and it did have, from what I've been, from what I've heard, it did have like an effect on who was nominated at least and the type of films that are nominated this year with all the diversity. Although, of course, let's not stop with just this. Let's keep this going. Um, mm. As far as generally. No, is, is it over? Do we have our one year? Yeah, we did already. <laughs> but like, but uh, what I heard is that because, or, or the the reality of the academy is that it's largely made up of of older actors, and Denzel's been putting in work for like forty years. So you know, they're mm -hmm. probably gonna reward him, you know, handsomely as well he should because he's my favorite mother freaking actor. So yeah, I'm 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 here for it. Uh, it, it mean, right, but generally it's kind of shaping up to be Denzel versus the Young Boys. The young Boys being Gosling and Affleck, and I, I like you said, I'm with you too. I think it's Denzel's to lose. I, have you seen Have you seen any of the Oscar movies, G Nice? Uh, no. <laughs> so so best picture arrival fences hacksaw ridge hell or high water kind of interesting uh hidden figures la la land lion mantras by the sea or moonlight none of them uh no i saw rogue one <laughs> nominated for best sound editing so you're in there g nice I, that was the last movie i went to and the movie before that i went to was a year ago Nice, but right. I will tell you there are too many movies um, in the nomination category. It 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 shouldn't be twelve. How many is it? Twelve? Ten? It's, it's ten. It's usually that's 10. a lot. Well, they I mean they sort of did that to sort of allow for I know why they did it comedies, et cetera, et cetera. So, Actually, it's nine, nine this year. But I think they they allow up to ten. Okay, so I've seen none of them, but I can tell you which one's going to win. Okay, which, which one's going to win? Wait, list them again. <laughs> <laughs> get someone, you know, let, let me just get you a link for number one. No, number two, it's, Arri <laughs> it's Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge. That's that Mel Gibson directed one. Hell or High Water. Oh, that's not going to win. <laughs> Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea. That's a Casey Affleck one. Yeah, or win. Moonlight. It's going to be uh, Fences. Best Picture? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because La La Land has been sweeping up everything that. between here and, and Timbuktu. And what, what, and what La La Land doesn't play. get, Good play. Moonlight gets. It, thank you, exactly. That That's the God's honest truth. <laughs> and you said what? Everything that, that uh, La La Land does not win, Moonlight wins. So No, I don't think that's going to be the case. This is factual. These are facts. These things have happened. This is the past <laughs> right. we're talking about. 
I think La Land because it's very you know it's it's about it's about the struggle the artist struggle in Hollywood so all sorts of stuff it's self referential yeah, nobody else cares about that but nobody yeah, else but is voting who votes for the Oscars though <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> nobody yeah. cares about production design in Iowa but no win wins what do I get. <laughs> Okay, what do you want, G Nice? Because I will take that win. bet. Well, what about when Fence loses? What do we get? Right. Well, you get you get me to come back on a podcast. Look at you. <laughs> win win. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's well. I don't say pretty sure, but I, I'm I'm with you. I'm leaning La La Land. I would say La La Land like sixty percent. Moonlight maybe. But yeah, you like La La Land, right? What's that? You liked La La Land. Oh, I loved it. It was the best time I had the movies last year, probably. And Kevin, you liked it? I enjoyed La La Land. Uh, surprisingly, I enjoyed it a lot. But it was about like jazz it. and there were no black people, right? Is that still the case? Oh, no. Case. John Legend, he was in there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. he was, he, hey, he was, he was, I was going to say Philippi. Why are you getting me thinking about that? I, he was Gosling's boss. Right. He it was, was good on Star Weekend. Did you guys see that? He was good. He's talented. He's good. Yeah, but that 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 performance lasted forever. Let's let's be real. It's like, what, it was like a what, ten what minute. What do we do? He's not the right guy for that kind of environment. He's not. He's not like get you hyped up. He's like sit yeah. at the piano and be like, "Yo, you're talented." Which is really weird at the halftime of like, I mean, of all the sports, is like get you hyped up. It's like NBA. It's like dunking. And on some dunking, yeah, we're sitting here listening like twelve minutes of mid tempo. Yeah, he exactly. He shouldn't have been in that environment. But the thing is, apparently, this is not his first time. He apparently they keep going back to him. Did you no, guys actually watch the All Star Game? Oh, did I did. I? Oh, it's it's the worst event, sporting event ever. No, 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 no. Look, it's it's un objectively it's unwatchable, but because DraftKings had some shit running, like okay. they, they they did they did a they did a combination of the of the the Rising Stars game, like the rookie sophomore game, and mm. All Star game. So I had money on that shit. I was I was in. Oh. I, was, I was locked in. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, Anyway, I don't want to do this <laughs> off course, but that thing is unwatchable at this point. Yeah, that's pretty. That's the game. I'm just talking about John Legend, talented. <laughs> All right, so what about Best Actress though? So, does is, is anyone in LA really care about this race? Then to give you an idea of who's in the Best Actress, you know, category for G Nice, who probably has yet to click on the link, <clears throat> we have Isabel <laughs> Huppert, L, and she won the Golden Globe, which I think shocked a lot of people. Ruth Nega of Loving, which I still have yet to see. Need to see that. Natalie Portman from Jackie, she did a, a really good job. Emma Stone from La La Land, of course, she's transcendent. And Meryl Streep from Florence <laughs> Foster Jenkins, the only person I know who's seen that movie is my 74-year-old Panamanian mother. So <laughs> who do we think is going to win in this category? And does anyone in LA even care, KG? I mean, the people nominated care, certainly, uh, except Meryl Streep. She doesn't care at this point. <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> like, she's I... overrated anyways. <laughs> no, she's going to win so she can give another speech. Oh, that'd be awesome! <laughs> uh, I think it's 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 Emma Stone. It's got to be. La I think La La Land has a bunch of momentum, like you said, artist struggle, the whole deal. I think it's her. Again, it you know, there's a lot of talk about Natalie Portman early on, but I don't think she has momentum. Meryl obviously won the uh, Golden Globe, but again, your mother and like two other people have seen that movie, so. Oh, so so Meryl did she? I totally forgot she gave that speech. And that, but that, that's where the Golden Globe splits it up between like comedy and drama, right? And then act, right, the, she won the she won comedy, I think. But, comedy, right? But it, it's comedy musical, so she did win over Emma Stone, still oh. at the uh, Golden Globes. Good. I'm gonna go with Ruth. 
What's that? that G? I'm going with Ruth. Ruth Nega. All right, the dark horse. And I, I like her. She's good. Did I you see that movie? Gonna, I don't think she's going to no, win. No, I did not. But I saw I saw. <laughs> he knows what she looks like. She's, I like her. Okay. That, that was, movie was very boring. Oh. Well, you know. oh, I'm still going to see because I love historical fiction or whatever. Why is she, but... she nominated for so boring? Why is Casey Affleck nominated when that thing was terrible? I don't know. Well, because his brother's famous. Oh, God. Casey Affleck's a fine actor, I'm sure. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm sure. I see, I've good actually in seen... stuff. Go ahead. He was good in, in uh, what was the one that his brother directed? The Town? Not the oh, Gone Baby, Baby Gone. Gone, Gone Baby Gone. He was great, great in that. He was really good in Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. He was great in um, Good Hunting as the third sidekick. He's like the driver in that movie. <laughs> Got a few lines. Listen. <laughs> but no, I, so I, I, I will give a, I'll make a case for Natalie Portman. She's not going to win, I don't think, because I, I agree with you, KG. It is Emma Stone's lose. Wait, is this set up on Cinema Draft? What, uh, Jackie? To bet, to bet on the uh, winners? Well, first of all, we are a free-to-play site, There's, so you can't bet on anything, number one. Number two, uh, no, we don't have a, a special game or anything. We, we're still, we, just, we, just, we just, we just got mobile. We're still excited by the fact that people could use their fucking phones to change their call sheet after theater lock. So one step at a time. We're going to crawl before we, before we run. But, um, but, so I would, but I do see in the future, though, us having special contests or tournaments built around some, you know, some of the award shows, because I think something like the Oscars would be a fun one to handicap some way somehow i think also or combining it with some of the other award shows or hell even doing you know, ones around some of the lesser award shows like sag whatever like as we gain and scale i'm sure we'll have some some interesting award show type stuff uh to, to be sure but for now we're just pretty much doing like our, our normal thing i think we will see bounces though with like maybe la la land slightly uh what's another one that we have on our talent pool it's still out there might see a little bounce like um uh, hidden figures might hidden figures is is kind of like it, it's it's kind of like a third Titanic like like a third of that remember how Titanic for like what was it, like twelve or twenty straight weeks kept doing like twenty million dollars at the box office back in like nineteen ninety eight or whatever his hidden figures has been out for like four months or three months or whatever and every week it's every week it's getting eight million dollars a week it's bananas so it's just staying it's just hanging in there so i think it might still get another eight or nine million this weekend um you know i think fences might see small well actually no one's seen fences a uh, la might see another bump and lion is holding strong too that's getting about four mm -hmm. or five million a weekend so people are still going out to see these oscar nominated movies mm -hmm. yeah i'm not your negro is uh Yo, I think it's finally expanding. Actually, let me, I'm, I'm going to double check. Uh, I'm probably going to update some of the theater counts in the talent pool tonight. And I think it's finally expanding because I have yet to see it here in Vegas. I'm pissed. As I've mentioned on like five podcasts by now, I love James Ball when I did my freshman year dissertation on him at Morehouse. He's the man. And the clips that you've seen are like straight hot fire. And mm. we can't see this shit in Vegas. What's up? It's in like two. It was on two hundred and fifty-nine screens last week. Damn it! It That's made nine hundred seventy-five thousand dollars the box office. And we haven't seen it in Vegas. Bullshit, <laughs> Wildo. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's um. So yeah. So I think. But so I. So basically, I think that Emma Stone. I mean, I, mean, I think some people, I'm going to say there's like a backlash, but I think some people think she's kind of overrated for this role. I, I mean, it, and it is, I think singing and dancing gets kind of short shrift. It is a little harder to do that than just straight 
acting sometimes, but mm-hmm. I, I think she's very charismatic in this role. She's having a lot of fun. She, the chemistry with her and Gosling's off the charts. And like I said, it was the, one of the best times I had in the movies. And every time she opens those big, moony eyes of hers, I just melt. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a puddle. I love her. She's great. Really? Yes, really. <laughs> and no, I didn't see Aloha, so that's not tainted my vision of Emma Stone. She is wonderful. She's from Easy A. She's from, uh, what's the other shit I love? She's, you saw she's The Help, wonderful. though, right? The Help. Super bad. She was great. Super bad. I love her. She was fun in Superman. You can have that. Follow <laughs> your heart, man. Let her in. She, she's she's funny. Like I said this, I think I said this last podcast. She's legitimately like funny, charming actress. Yes. She can deliver a line. Okay, that's about as, as close to a compliment as you will get out of G Nice. So the other thing I want to ask you about, WBW, since you are our resident working black writer in Hollywood, who do you like for best original screenplay? Original. The interesting thing about it. Uh, oh, and and for those listening at home, let's just uh, run off real quick. Best original screenplay. Those nominees are Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster. Okay, I see you. <laughs> Manchester <laughs> by the Sea and Twentieth Century Women. Go ahead. Uh, no one has seen any of those movies except La La Land. La La, 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 La Land will win. Oh. La La Land will win that. At the, it's funny because at the Writers Guild Awards, Arrival and Moonlight were in different categories. Moonlight was in original screenplay and Arrival was in adapted and they won the, each won the, each of those. So it's interesting that in the Oscar categories, Moonlighting, I mean, Moonlight rather is in adapted, which it's based roughly on a play that some guy did. Okay. Uh, so I still think so, so. So Arrival was an original was an original no, screenplay of the WGA. That's interesting. No, Moonlight they're both was, adapted. Moonlight was was a, was an original. Oh, okay. For the I WGA, which I don't understand why exactly it was. Anyway, for original here, I definitely go La La Land. And uh, who do you like for for writing adapted? And the nominees are Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. Who do you like for adapted? Fences. The thing about the fences one is it's not really adapted. It's like word for word August Wilson. It's the straight up play. Yeah, it is the play. And all things being equal, that I mean, obviously it's a great it's a great script that stood the test of time. But I think Moonlight has the momentum and if and if they're gonna give Barry Jenkins any one of these, I think this is the one to give that they would give him. And I'm rooting for him somehow over August Wilson, maybe just because he's alive and August is not. But, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think Moonlight is, is going to get it. Hidden, the Hidden Figures, No Shade, it was a very well done movie, but I, there just wasn't that. The, con- well the characters weren't, I, I didn't say that. I would say that, that the characters weren't very complex. It was like, we've got our good guys. And they're doing good things, and there's sort of no conflict within them. 
It's like I actually versus thought, I actually thought the performances were better than the script. Like the, the script is fine. Like I enjoyed the script. I enjoyed the movie a lot. It's a it's a really fun movie, and it's definitely will be a staple of like you know I don't know social studies classes in public schools like forever. But I think it was more the performance that really kind of you know you kind of locked into and what really fueled the movie and made it like you know so popular and you know, you know mm-hmm. to this day. And versus say like oh that's such a great line. I mean like there are a couple there's some really good speeches and and that whole mm-hmm. scene. Where where, you know, Mahershala is like proposing, it's, I mean, I was about to ball, but I, I, I when it comes to like actual like lines and shit, yeah, I, I, I mean, and also like overall experience, I mean, yeah, it's probably Moonlight, moon, Moonlight to lose, I agree. And side note, Janelle Monet has had a great oh, year in both of those man. movies. Uh, she's, Jay Devlin has a full blown crush on her. Like I have no idea, like how he saw, uh, <laughs> how he saw hidden figures with his girlfriend. Because he's like, I love Janelle Monae. She's amazing. <laughs> she's she's gonna be she's gonna be good. She she was very good in both those movies. She's got a career ahead of her, at least in acting. Absolutely, she's yeah, she's she's fire. Um, okay, yeah, and and yeah, and writing original. Yeah, I'm with you on La La Land because everyone's seen it. Although. Although I can see a case being made for Manchester by the Sea. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I mean, just everything you hear about it, I mean, yeah. the type of things that people kind of put on a movie like that, it seems set up pretty well to win, you know, uh, uh, best original screenplay because it's like it's like one of those like it's it sounds like an actor's piece. Like this, I haven't once again, I haven't seen it. I will see it. I'm gonna try and see it. I think it might be on Amazon Prime by now or something. But mm-hmm. um, I. Everything I hear about it, it's definitely very actor-driven, and those type of screenplays, you know, do pretty well to, with the Academy. So I wouldn't be surprised if it got best original screenplay. But I, mm-hmm. as far as sheer popularity, it's La La, La La Lands to lose, and there's some odd affection for Hell or High Water, which I thought was was good. But I mean, the fact that it's like nominated for all these Oscars and stuff, I'm like really, what I miss? Yeah, that dude is nominated for best supporting. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it was a Jeff Bridges. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll I'll check it at some point. I mean, it's I mean I I mean I don't know, it's a good time in the movies. I don't know, it's whatever. I I, I I'm I'm still a little perplexed. Like like the the Watch uh, podcast I, I listened to with Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan, they love Hell or High Water. They're drawing all sorts of like allegorical stuff to it. I'm like, it's about some white trash to rob banks and because the economy's bad. I just, what am I? Well, am I missing something? But you know, that's just me. And of course, my hatred of America. <laughs> 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 All right, so, so this one this one is a little more personal. And once again, G Nice has yet to see a movie this year. <laughs> but y'all have kids. What do you think might be best animated movie? And for in that uh category, I do believe we have of course I wasn't even ready for this. Best animated movie, animated movie, damn oh, here we go. Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana. My Life as a Zucchini, never heard of it. The Red Turtle, no one saw it. And Zootopia. G9. Ferris saw. <laughs> your, your son sees more movies than you do. I love it. Yeah, he totally does. He saw, uh, what's the second one? I can't find your list. Where are you? Mo- Moana. 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 Yeah, he Moana saw that. He's singing songs from it. I'm sure it's all. He loved it. Mm-hmm. That's the, my, I, if that's, my son has any of my skill, he knows movies. <laughs> that's the guy from uh, what's his name, Lin Manuel. Yeah, Lin, Lin Manuel. Now uh, yeah, I was gonna say Norway. Miranda. Miranda, thank you. He he yeah, did the music to that. The Hamilton. Yeah, that I heard. Uh, 
I would say I I only saw uh, Zootopia, and I thought that was really good. I was I was not shocked, but I was certainly surprised. It had like a, a lot of adult themes about like acceptance and being different and all this other stuff and being different. Boo, <laughs> boo to accepted. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm glad you said that too because I've been, I, like I kind of want to see, but every time I get a mind to see it, I kind of forget about it. So I'll I'll put it in my queue. I'll check it out because I have heard really good things about Zootopia. It sounds like it's it's stuff. it's surprisingly mature themes that like you're like yeah, kids should know this stuff. Especially Wait, Inside Out is not on the list. That was last year, dude. Oh, that was good. That was probably the last movie you saw it's in the theater too. <laughs> I didn't see it at the theater. I saw it with my family. And then I saw uh, Finding Dory. Inside Out was excellent, and that was nominated for an Oscar last year. Yes, that was very sweet. Didn't it, it win? Was, or no. Oh, I can't remember. It should have. It was. I mean, because it had me in my feelings, man. I mean, I know it's all about feelings. <laughs> it really did have me in my feelings. I'm in the theater, like, no, no, not the clown, no. <laughs> or whatever it was. That was <laughs> <laughs> Core was... memories are for real, man. Core memories are for real. <laughs> Core memories. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so what do we think about Jimmy Kimmel as host? Are we, are we yay Jimmy Kimmel, nay Jimmy Kimmel? He's from Vegas, actually. He's a Vegas kid. Really? Yeah. I'm thumbs down on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, why is that? He's, he's not he your seems, brand of humor. He's not my brand of humor. He seems a little bit mean-spirited. It seems like he takes I, a lot I, I of pleasure. Like Oscars. I mean, Chris Rock making shots. <laughs> taking yeah, shots. but just like he seems like he definitely enjoys making fun of black people. I, I'm not so sure about this guy. You okay. know, whatever. People love him. I I don't. <laughs> G nice. Uh, I find him mostly spastic, like this crazy ball of energy, which is fun, I guess. Aren't you, are, are you sure you're not thinking about Jimmy Fallon? We're talking about Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> oh, what did you say? You said Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Like, uh, <laughs> they're Kimmel. white. They're all the same. White oh, oh, oh. Wow. Quit no. hating on your other on, on half yourself, Greg. I Fallon think, uh, is not mean spirited at all. He's just a vulture. <laughs> he's just what? Nothing. He's a vulture. He's a cultural vulture. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Let's take a dark turn. <laughs> And I have too small sample size with Jimmy Kimmel. Like I don't watch the late night like ever. I think Jimmy uh, Kimmel is pretty clever, actually. Um, <laughs> he's clever. He's clever. I don't know when he. He's the kind of guy I respect. Guys like this though, he'll deliver a joke and it will totally fail, and he does not care. <laughs> and I like respect that. He just he's like you guys don't get it. You're stupid, and then he'll move on to something else. Uh, oh, speaking of quick cultural cul-de-sac, uh, I did watch the first episode of Crashing on HBO. Oh. <laughs> Like, he probably is like a funny dude, and I guess he's got like a really successful podcast and all this stuff. But his character on that show is so bad. Like he, the whole thing is about like him being like a struggling comic and and talking about like, his real life. And he and, and he's supposed to be bad to get His character is really bad. Is it's it? really funny to watch. Pete Holmes. Oh yeah, Pete Holmes <laughs> is sort of weirdly funny. Yeah, he's got like a really like, for lack of a better word, really white bread like kind of square type of humor. And, and, and I mean, I haven't seen like his stand up. I guess it's, it's, it, I guess it's pretty funny. But in this show, his character is so bad at, at stand up. It's really really funny. And and I guess the theme of this show is like every week he's crashing someone else's couch because he catches his wife like fucking her yoga instructor and he's like homeless. 
So he's crashing. So the first episode, he's crashing on Artie Lang's couch. Artie mm-hmm. Lang is, I mean, he's like, you know, it's, I mean, he, I guess he was funny once upon a time, but he's not so funny anymore. But he's like <laughs> a legend in comedy, stand up comedy. And, and then I guess next week is like TJ Miller. Like each week, he's crashing on a different real life comedian's couch. So that's going to be pretty that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, so anyways. Uh, all right, so Jimmy Kimmel as a host, we covered that. And yeah, my sample size is too small. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be I, – I, 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 I think like, we'll actually dude, watch you it. You've never heard him do anything? He's been around forever. No, 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 no. I'm saying like lately. Like, I mean, he's had a show for like, what, 10 years or something? He's been, had a mm-hmm. show forever, but I haven't seen much of him because I don't watch the show. And he's not like in a bunch of movies or he doesn't have like any other vehicles. He just does his show and goes home to his fat-ass crib and hangs out with Bill Simmons. So otherwise, I really have like very little sample size of Jimmy Kimmel recently. That's all. I didn't contribute that he's Vegas kid, so I added that to the discussion. <laughs> so our favorite you know, uh, one of our favorite segments, which is rapid fire. You are held to a 10 second sound bite. We'll go back and forth. And we're starting- yes. <laughs> yes oh, must- ridiculous. This <laughs> is, this is the Twitter version of our podcast. So we're going to go rapid fire, 10 second sound bite, each of the three of us. And we'll start with you, uh, KG, then G nice and me. And the first one off our rundown is the young Pope. Are we loving it religiously or hating it sacrilegiously? Oh, I've been excommunicated. I, I, I cannot watch that. You tapped out? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. G nice. Go. You haven't even seen it, but would you watch it? Because I know you're a Catholic. Would you watch it, Young Pope? Go. I feel like there's no upset of me watching it. A and B and B. I'm not a huge Jude Law fan. Even better, because now to my 10 seconds, Jude Law is so aloof, it's so arrogant, it's so crazy, and it's so beautifully shot, and it's so catholically anti-catholic it's got something for everybody everyone should see it okay it's catholically anti-catholic all right sorry oh, so oh, we're, gonna, oh. we're gonna divert just for a second because right, i'm trying to convert the catholic on the pod all right yo for everything this young pope says he's he's for and, and he openly questions the existence of god he's a fucking pope and he questions the existence of god internally he actually comes the, the the series actually comes around to being to giving a really interpretive a really strong interpretive stance on it. God is basically what you make it in this in this show, and it's really something to behold. I I, I was I'm totally agnostic. I kind of could care less whether God exists or not, but I found a lot in there for me, and yet also a lot in there for people who do believe. Because this guy goes around performing miracles and shit, and it's really interesting. I don't know. That's my take on it. All right, so <laughs> your best picture of the year, KG, go. Jeez. If I attempt, I mean, the only thing that comes to mind would be 13th, uh, the oh, Ava DuVernay. Okay. Also nominated for Best uh, Documentary, Ava. A- our girl, Ava DuVernay. What up, Boom. Ava? You'll never listen to this, but what up? <laughs> <laughs> girl. I used to write reviews for her. She actually, fun fun fact, she actually banned me from her, uh, from getting screenings for her because I wrote a scathing review of that bullshit uh, Jamie Foxx movie. Was it Ride? Or was, he had two really bad ones, like Ride and then... Booty Call. And, and Bait. It was bait. It was one of those, they were both terrible. And I guess I didn't prep her for it. And she might have actually ran with the, with the review and she was really mad at me for like a year, but we're all good now. <laughs> <laughs> Back in her publicist days. All right. So, what, what's your what's your movie of the year, G Nice? Of the two you've seen, <laughs> uh, the new edition story. It's not a movie. It's Trust not me, a movie. I'll try again. I'll try again. Just say Rogue One. 
<laughs> I mean, that's all. No. Does it have to be from this year? What? <laughs> Just give us something you, you saw on Netflix for crying out loud. Like a Netflix. I tried to think of what I saw. Boomerang. Oh, man. That's, that's a movie every year. Yeah, that's, that's a, a very, movie every year. He's going to that one over and over again. Uh, I can't. What, what did I see? I saw. I saw Born, but that's not my favorite movie. <laughs> that was like ten seconds are up. All right, we're moving on. Uh, and I mean, I don't know if it's like my movie of the year, but once again, the best time I had the movies last year was La La Land. I mean, I hate to admit it, but it was it was a great time in the movies. I enjoyed it. Makes you want to run and fall in love. Okay, um, next one. Movie coming up that you're most looking forward to anytime within this year. KG, go. Oh. That Han Solo thing next year, huh? Uh, yeah, 2018. I, I, Logan looks interesting. No, stop. Hey, cut this part <laughs> off and go backwards. <laughs> All right, G nice. Go. 10 seconds. Not Logan. That's mine. Not Logan. That movie's going to be. Jet, look, he. Oh, why does it keep making these movies? This is the last one. But it shouldn't. It's like two more too many. <laughs> they're going to do. They're going to grind the shit out of Deadpool just like they're going to grind the shit out of Wolverine. You, they probably will, but but this is the last Wolverine, allegedly. So you don't need it to be. You don't. Did you need the last two? Honestly, the first. Oh, no, the absolutely two. not. The absolutely. First, I can't believe you said you're looking for it. You should shame on you. Shame I just said uh, I. That's the thing. First thing I think of. It's ten yeah. seconds. You yeah, ten seconds. You talk shit about my ten second pick. <laughs> <laughs> if you forfeited your ten seconds, no, just kidding. No, seriously, Jujita, what movie are you, are you looking forward to coming up in this year? Um, if I could have gone, oh, this year coming up, like not or the. It hasn't been released yet. That's coming out in 2017. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I got disappointed. <laughs> well, I just said I want to see Moonlight. Oh. Well, no, but all right. All right. Noted. But what else coming up? Noted. <laughs> uh, what's coming out that's exciting to me? I don't even know. Okay. Not all right. You, you forfeit. It's fine. All right, Ed. No, I mean, I mean, did you, do you, Honestly, do you have something on in mind, or are you just total blank? No, I. I mean, something it's like, cool. It's. I can't think of the last movie that I saw something that I was like, "Oh, that looks dope." So you haven't seen any ads for anything coming up? Like, I mean, what about King, the the Skull Island? Anything? I mean, anything you're mildly no, excited about? Skull Island to me, like, no. I mean, I just watched some. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're moving on. <laughs> that was the most arduous. 40 seconds ever. Uh, so I'm actually... 40 seconds of your life. <laughs> so aside from the obvious, which of course is The Last Jedi in like December. Uh, oh, like, fist fight looks bad. Logan looks oh, bad. Yeah. Would we, we, you say fist fight? Yeah. Fist fight's already out. Yeah, fist... I know, I'm saying. <laughs> and you already said you wanted to see it, which is also your fault. I Ooh, do want to see it still. Oh, Kevin you said really? it looks good. He's not even embarrassed by it. And it why did John Wick 2? Was John Wick so good that you had to make another one? Actually, it was, and John Wick 2 is straight flames. Wait that shit is Wait lit. A a, yo, I've seen it. I have seen it. I, that is, I mean, I don't know if it's like a modern-day class or whatever, but it is so fun and inventive and on one. I'm there for it. I'm there for Wait. it. Here's Wait. what you want to see, G-Nice. Ghost in the Shell, you want to see. That's what you want to see. What about the cultural appropriation, though? Like, so many people are like, oh. He just cares about the, the, the skin tight bodysuit. <laughs> you, you can't appropriate that. Uh, I, 
I do want to see Star Wars. I also I'm looking at a list now. Uh, Blade Runner. Now I have to look at a list. Now I have to look at a list. Blade Runner. Oh, oh my God! Actual movie. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. No, they're gonna fuck it up. They they might fuck it up. But but you know the you know who's shooting it though is the dude who did Sicario and Arrival. So it's gonna be dope. Denny Vian Wave. He is dope. So now nah, right. it's actually good. What did he do before that? He did something Wait, else. Right? He did he did Sicario and Arrival. That's the no only no. Movie. There was something he did before before all that. Before um, those, I believe may, it probably was. Those are those are the latest two. Uh, it, Prisoners. That's what it was. That was weird. Prisoners was good. I liked that. I liked it no, too, but it was weird though. It's like they were like trapped in a bathroom. <laughs> Wait, can movie. I say one other thing though? Nope. Yep. One other thing. Yep. The nope. uh, uh, John Wick, the original movie. Wick, yeah. Wick. Was that was fun? It was fun. No, I've heard the second one's better, but the first one was 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 whatever. Why would they make that twice? They should do a movie version of Dwick. Yes. Of what? <laughs> the Gangstar song Dwick. But can I also say that's also annoyed me, even though I should have been cool. It annoyed me that each episode was named after a Gangstar song. Because <laughs> I feel like they just took something cool and they slapped it on top of something shiny. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Bazzy. Yeah, it's very bad. Um, <laughs> well, the, 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 besides The Last Jedi, as I was going to say, the one thing that looks actually really interesting, kind of cool, and it's got potential because it's from Guy Ritchie's that King Arthur reboot. Oh. I love Charlie Hunnam. That's the mm-hmm. son's anarchy dude. <laughs> he's yep. he's always a little off-center with his stuff anyways. But, I mean, no one saw this movie, but few freaking um, – uh, Green Green Street Hooligans. It was like Elijah Wood. Why? That was and awesome. then and and then Charlie Hunnam as like a straight up hooligan. That shit was, was that him. I didn't realize that was him. That was a really good movie. Yeah. That what year was that? Twenty ten, I want to say. No, earlier than that. It was earlier. Earlier. That was a good movie. They made a sequel. Wow. Was stupid. He was yeah, on, right. Twenty two thousand five. Wow, that was old. He was on Undeclared, the Judd Apatow show, and was like scrawny and the least. Tough guy he could possibly be, Elijah Wood. Charlie Dunham. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. 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 Yeah. You're thinking of Lena Dunham. God, he's. I'm thinking, like, I, I was thinking that Elijah him. Wood is working, and it's always weird to me because he has a very specific look. <laughs> yeah, but has he ever done anything where you're like, you were, you killed it? The closest thing was like the ice storm, which is what kind of put him on the map. But otherwise, it's like, nah, not really. Well, he did steady work. He had that show with the weird bunny. Oh my god, oh. That, that was abysmal. I, I caught like half one episode and I was out. No. Like <laughs> was it Greg the Bunny or what was it called? Uh, it was something terrible. And he was like, he was British, which made it worse. He should have been Canadian. That would have been funny. Oh god, because they're so nice. Hey. You, got, you got the Guardian, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider Man coming out. Yeah. G Nice, you'll like those. Uh, <laughs> Guardian of the Galaxy. I saw the app for that. That seemed cool. He's he, he's comic book profiling you, dog. Thor, you'll like Thor. There's another. Uh, Thor. Well, you know what? You know what's interesting about Thor is that I hear like Thor pairs off with the Hulk in this one. So that actually could be interesting. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. All that stuff is, it's. All right, rapid fire. Let me get back to a rapid you, fire. You could, you couldn't pay me to see Transformers movie, by the way. Yes, you could. Don't. Yes, you could. No, you couldn't. Easily you couldn't. pay you to see that. You movie. have to pay me like. At least fifty dollars, and buy popcorn, drink Twizzlers, not red vines, and and make it a D box seat, so you're actually you know physically yeah. engaged. Or the place where they they bring you the meal too, like a burger, and that's all <laughs> on the house. Then maybe oh, 
I want to see the cable movie. What cable movie? They're making cable. That's the next superhero movie. That looks interesting. We've never heard of the superhero. No, no one knows about it. <laughs> okay, rapid fire. Guilty pleasure TV show that you're watching right now. KG, oh. go. What I've, I'm watching, I'm ashamed of watching Star. Bachelor. Yo! All right, time out, time out. We have to talk about this for a second. Because I don't know anyone else who's watching Star. Cammy and I started watching it together, and then she was kind of like, she started to kind of tap out on it. And I've, I've trudged through. I don't necessarily, this isn't a good show. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Nobody said so, that. It's a barely entertaining show, and the only thing that even makes it slightly entertaining is that Star is hot as fuck. She also doesn't give a fuck. She's mm -hmm. out there whiling on one all the time, and she's kind of unpredictable, and I, I'm kind of there for it. That's about did it. See, did you see the last episode? Yes, I saw the last episode. With the, they had a musical number, G-Nice, with Queen Latifah rapping, singing. They break into these, like, so bazzy-type uh, <laughs> dance numbers. Like song, yeah. song and dance. Is that gonna be a word now, Bazzy? It, it, it should be. It really should. Hashtag Bazzy. <laughs> you uh, know, and it is. It's like a train wreck. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and Latifah wears these wigs every episode. She's like Wait, she's a hairdresser. Have we this yet? Did we all saw Queen Latifah naked in that movie? Which I movie? did not see it. Don't. I mean, God bless her. Was it Bessie? It was Bessie, right? Oh, that's right. Was she naked? I guess she was naked. Oh, she was naked. It was. I'm glad you've got that stamped on your it was, mental role. I don't know how to respond to what it was. But it was. Listen. Actually, that, that best type. movie actually I thought was was pretty good. Like, most Steph was in that, right? He was pretty good. No, he was not I in that. The rest of the movie. I think I tapped he out. He was in exile. Most Steph was in exile for that. Oh, never mind. Self-imposed exile. Uh, I so, so 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 what so so I, I gave like my kind of off the cuff take on Star while I'm watching it. Why are you watching it? Why am I watching Star? I don't know why I'm watching Star. There's no reason to watch Star. Uh, it's <laughs> just like or something. I mean, it's, what, what it's it, a little bit, but it's it's also it's just <laughs> campy and it's dumb and it's like has such an agenda on so many things and it, really it forces does. those things down your throat. It's like transphobia, a, religion, Black it, Lives Matters. I mean, right? It, there's there's a a list of freaking hashtags that they're trying to promote, and it's just it's still entertaining. It's it's entertaining like some in like it's like ten percent entertaining in a good way and ninety percent entertaining in a bad way. Right, and and I honestly think that like from the the previous every week, I think this is the week it jumps the shark, and somehow they've barely kept the ship afloat. But I think next week is the week it jumps the shark. It's about to get really jumps the shark in the pilot. They jump the shark. They've been eaten by the shark, <laughs> shot out by the shark. I mean, it's been like two murders, and just it's been like bizarre. It's the so shark is, bizarre. is jumping itself. The lat the Latina chick who couldn't speak English, who all of a sudden speaks perfect English and can harmonize. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and Benjamin Bratt, the god, still getting young tail like a G. Like, like a, a G. Because he, uh, even though he's got like this, this crazy crack or coke at, uh, habit or whatever, he's somehow the only guy in all of Atlanta who can get this struggling girl group you know, right. to a record deal, even though he's coked Tyrese, out of mind half the time. Tyrese that baggage, is like, like Delta Airlines. <laughs> not that Tyrese is Denzel, but he's so over the top in this. It's ridiculous. Oh, um, 
All the girls. You are a man. You are not a woman. You are a man. And then the forgive me. I have. Who am I to judge? Forgive me, Father. Like it's so bad. Okay, I'm done. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That made my night in this podcast. Yeah, KG. Also, I would say I would say APB. I'm also watching. Uh, I, I tapped out. I start. I mean, I did the first two episodes because I love technology, and I was very curious. How, and I love Justin Kirk. I think he's really talented. I love weeds. But mm-hmm. man, they they cannot find a vehicle for this dude. They just they, I don't know what it is. He he and he's got a very specific type of charm. I guess he's better suited as a second banana than a lead. Maybe that's what it is. And he, in his mind or his agent's mind, thinks he's a lead. But he was well, he's awesome. He's getting paid to be a lead, so it's it, and that's not a good show. I I, I can't buy in. I don't. I don't <laughs> No, seriously, yeah. I thought the pilot was, was okay, and then second episode was okay, but then I, I watched like the first five minutes. I literally just watched the first five minutes last night, and I'm like, mm. I'm kind of over this. I'm, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. G-Nice, what are you watching? Or, or sorry, what's, what's a TV show you're watching right now? Okay, two things. One, I want to see Transpotting 2, and I want to see Wonder Woman. Okay. Oh God, Wonder Woman! Yo, I, can I, I? I want to redo. I want to do over. I want to see Wonder Woman. Those trailers are lit. I haven't seen the trailer. I don't know There's why. I, I, think, I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake for. <laughs> I don't. Why do I don't understand why why superhero movies do period pieces? I think that's a. I'm a little concerned about that. But she's hot, and they're gonna give it. They're gonna. They're gonna be. It's gonna be a good movie. But I don't know why they put them in period pieces. I never. All right. Fair enough. Captain well, I mean, it's her, it's her origin stories, and so I kind of get it, but, you know, whatever. That's not her origin story. Her origin story is in World War Two. No, 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 no. For this new DC universe they're setting up, it's her origin story. No, no, no. That's stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> they don't have to do that. Why do you have to, like, ground her in this weird history lesson? Just let her be the cool <laughs> thing that came out the ground in 2017, and she's hot. Okay, so we're, we're all looking forward to Wonder Woman because Gal Gadot is hot. Uh, but no, so so what what TV show are you watching right now? What guilty pleasure TV show are you watching right now? Uh, Green and I watched. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's got the chick from High School Musical, and it's about oh, Powerless. Powerless, yes, oh, I watched it too. How is that? How, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. How is it? It's, it's a little silly, but it's fun. And she's I don't know anything about her. She was Vanessa really Hudgens. good. She's talking about Vanessa Hudgens. She's she's a Disney kid. I know, but she does. She can deliver a line. She she did good. She, like she's got timing, and that's there's so many sitcoms now where the lead doesn't have good timing. I'm always like weirded out by it. But she was really really good, and she was like the guy annoys me a little bit. The guy who plays Bruce Wayne's cousin. Oh, oh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he's a British guy too. He oh he was he in your favorite movie of the year, your default favorite movie of the year last year, Rogue One. He's the voice of K S whatever the the droid. Oh, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, he's British, dude. <laughs> well, I like it's the same guy we're talking about. He's got red hair. Yeah, no, Alan Tudyk. Yes, that's the same dude. He voiced dude the British. android. He's British. Huh. Well, <laughs> that just rock your world. That just blow your mind. Yeah. No, I guess that makes him a good actor. I never knew that. But he, yeah. uh, <laughs> he was about to rag on his performance in Palace. Oh, he's British. Okay, never mind. It's like it's like kid actors when they're British. You are like, oh, they can act, but it's just because they have an accent. Um, they, they, uh, that that's why Stranger Things was so good because they were good kid <laughs> actors. 
Yo, and, 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 and while I was sick like two weeks ago, I, I binge watched Stranger Things and I'm on board. That was I, I haven't seen it. And it's good, know. right? It's Stranger it, it, Things. I mean, yo, yo, honestly, Kevin, look. You, I, I want to see it. Had, I want to see it. I just And I think we covered why I wasn't watching it because I didn't want to, you know, be part of the culture. Yeah, I was just fighting it. The same way I'm fighting This Is Us, I was just fighting it, right? But I was sick. <laughs> like this Is Us. I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere. I mean, I just like, fuck it. Let me see at least one episode. I was hooked. It does. It brings the best elements of the 80s of the stuff the stuff we love about 80s movies into like a into like an eight episode tv series it, it's it's dope i really enjoyed it I and they even that. shot and and even the way that they shoot it in like frame because you know it wasn't just like oh we're using modern techniques in the 80s they treated like an 80s film it felt like we were watching some shit in like 1985 like straight up where they no, frame stuff the musical stings all that shit it felt very like i told um, you i told you was I, the story was the my least favorite part it was, yeah, like, it was like whatever the kids the kids were awesome kids were it was awesome. like a kid adventure show and you're like rooting for the kids and it was the really black cool. kid i love the black kid he's always the voice of reason <laughs> they're like fuck he you was a new addition, sorry. <laughs> what who was he in new addition he plays ricky young ricky young ricky that's young ricky caleb mclaughlin is it really oh wow that's crazy he's young. i thought he i thought he was a little harsh the little boy he was oh. a little harsh and he came off like the angry black kid don't spoil mm, it. No, no, no. He he was actually the angry voice of reason because they kept wanting to do dumb shit like a lot of you know <laughs> white characters do in these type of horror I know. Type movies. Wouldn't it have been better <laughs> if white character yelling all angry and shit? Uh, well, uh, I mean, look, like, if we're gonna be stereotyped as being the voice of reason, even as a kid in this, I'll take that because <laughs> they want to do some really dumb stuff. He's like, no, don't. It's dumb. It sounds like, it sounds like he was the smart one. <laughs> Yo, for real. Florida, my favorite with the with the. Uh, the, where they wrap their heads, where they put their heads in their silly like bandanas, which was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and and about the train, all of the all of the the set pieces and the look, it was just and it sat like the kids. They that was really good, and Winona Ryder was good. She was good. She was. Why are you surprised? She never like she hasn't had a vehicle where she can do much. Like she's always had little bit parts since what was the movie. Essentially, Heather's, yeah. Yeah. She... So this is the first time I feel like she got to spread her wings and have like multiple scenes, and she was good. It's a really good show. Like, I mean, you that that should be your next binge watch, straight up. It, I, I really enjoyed. it. I didn't think I'd like it. I really enjoyed it. And that, You're that welcome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, G Nice. And also the flu. Thank G Nice and the flu, or G Nice is the flu. <laughs> <laughs> I have All right, so we've already gone long on this. We'll skip the last one because we already know. G-Nice loved everything from the new edition miniseries. So we are going to get, yeah, somehow we have survived yet another podcast. And what is Cinema Draft for all our new, uh, our, our new listeners and viewers? It is the fantasy sports version of the movies. You get 10 actors. You draft them from movies out in current release who are all assigned a dollar value salary. You get 100000 in salary. A budget to try to draft all 10 actors no more no less you must draft one actor from all three release types of movies wide limited and platform you must draft one actor from each headliners there are two per film and they are worth 40 percent their points are worth 40 percent more for example if suicide squad earns 100 million and margot robbie gets oh i tell you i saw that that was not good <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, it's, it, it was okay. It was extra medium. Uh, Will Smith would get 140 points as the headliner. It is free to play, and we have over $200 in prizes this week. It is live and open beta testing, and it is free to play. So we're going to Ooh, turn me outside. Over. 
What's that? I said, cash me outside. I, I, I've cashed out. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Cash I, me outside. I've cashed out. It's real money, people. It is real money, yo. How much did you cash out for uh, KG? Oh, I had like I didn't cash out for a while. So I had like hundred and seventy something bucks. Yeah, he was talking ish about it. I was like, yeah, I was putting it in G Nice's face. How much money? Yeah, he was like, out. how much did you make? And I was like, four dollars. Dollar dollar bills. Yeah, actually, G Nice can't even cash out yet. He needs at least minimum five dollars to withdraw. So keep keep plugging away, G Nice. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> but no, so we're gonna get to the shot list. These are views you can use to create the winning call sheet. And then before we dive really into it, um, as far as your experience, because actually, KG, you've been a really, you've been a really strong player recently. You've been getting better pretty much week by week, seeing the trends. Like, what, what do you think is like, as far as picking a winning call sheet? What would you advise to newer, less experienced players, or just players who suck like G Nice to improve their? <laughs> What? Jeez, after after uh, last week's carnage, I don't know, man. It was it was a rough week. Last uh, week was brutal. That's why you have. That's why I, I didn't do like a recap pod because I don't even know what to make of last week. It was crazy. Like big yeah. shots that gambled twenty four seven. He listens to every podcast. That's our boy. He's in there every week. And and mm-hmm. this week was the first week he took the feature presentation down. But man, that was a rough week. <laughs> that was a rough week. Uh, you know, usually you gotta you gotta be able to sort of figure out what's gonna be the big the big movie of the week. If you can pick the big movie and sort of get get as much bang for your buck on that and then find something small, you need you can't because you can't just ride the big movie. You gotta get something big and you know, you gotta hit one of those platform or limited movies uh, that can give you as as many almost as many points as the big movies. Um, I don't know, man. You just gotta you just gotta feel the zeitgeist. And, yeah, and that, 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 that's that's actually pretty that's 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 pretty a- accurate way to to put it. And to be honest with you, I mean, with uh, you're right. It's 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 all about va- to an extent. It's about value because you only have a hundred thousand to spend on these ten actors. So it averages out to be about ten thousand per actor. But with a lot of new releases that we expect are going to do, you know, big things, it's going to cost mm-hmm. you some. So if you look at like a call sheet real quick, and since we since I didn't do a recap, I'm gonna, you know, go over his call sheet real quick. If you look at the winning call sheet from Gamble twenty four seven. I mean, he basically, he did what we call a, a stars and scrub strategy, where basically you, you front load uh, your, your salary with the movies you think you're going to do really well. So so like the really high price ticket items, like the, La- the Lego Batman movie, which was head and shoulders, the top movie of the weekend, I believe, in our three-day weekend, not the four-day with the more, with, with the President's Day weekend, uh, the three-day results, it... I think uh, Lego Batman grossed about 33 million, something like that. So with, with that, he went for three Lego Batman uh, actors. And so in the wide release, you get one point per million. And then with the, with the headliner bonus, you can see he got 46.26 for his two headliners. That gave him the bulk of his points between the Lego Batman. And then he bounced it out, but pretty much splitting the rest of his scrub. So he, he burnt up almost 60 grand on three actors, which is, you know, basically about 50, 55, 56 thousand on three actors so you basically only have about 40 40 k left to fit in your remaining seven so you had to be you know you had to be fairly mm-hmm. judicious with it and what was smart was on the scrubs part of this category he went with the the the, the newcomer everybody loves somebody mexican themed on 333 screens so that's on the upper end of the platform release so it had a good shot at making some money and i think it grossed about a million dollars like straight up so that was really good pick from him so he got 12.98 
out of his headliners, and then 9.27. So yeah, 927,000 out of his out of uh, the average action in the movie. So he got like four of those, and then he also split with a headliner stack of I Am Not Your Negro, which really did well. It expanded 269 screens, so and it did 975,000 in box office. So it's still mashing the box office per screen. And so mm-hmm. he got like really good value out of that. So for 6,800, he got 13.72 points out of uh, Samuel L. Jackson and seven grand for James Baldwin. He got 13.72 points. So that's really good value. So it's all about, like I said, feeling the zeitgeist, finding where the value is, and just exploiting it mercilessly. So good job, Gamble 24-7. It's a great call sheet. You figured it out what we couldn't. Yeah, well, we'll give you a little clap on that. We'll clap that. He rung the register. He's already cashed out. He knows what time it is. Good job. So this week um, for the shot list, which are views you can use to pick the winning cinema draft call sheet, the A-list, which your actors will definitely want on your call sheet, we're going to start with one of our newcomers, and that's going to be Get Out. And I'm mm. looking forward to this movie. I'm not a horror movie guy. I'm advising you go with Daniel Kaluuya, a fairly newcomer. He has got one of those faces like you've seen him around, but he hasn't had a starring vehicle quite yet. So this is kind of his coming out partner party. He's 16,700. It's a wide release on an estimated 2,700 screens. This is the, the horror film where it's like from the mind of Key and Peele, or at least mm-hmm. ask you from, from Jordan Peele. Uh, right. it's, so it might be kind of funny, but really kind of horror-ish or whatever. Basically, the premise is this dude is dating Allison Williams from Girls. So he's got this white girlfriend. He goes up to her country estate or whatever uh, to meet her, meet the parents. And it seems like they're all these like disappeared or missing black people who go to the state yeah. and never come out. <laughs> I, I think I heard somebody say something like the uh, like the monster in this is essentially racism. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. So, so I'm I, looking forward to seeing this with my white friend Jeannie. We're really looking forward to going check this out. And it's like a hybrid horror light film with a really creepy trailer and a great high concept, which dovetails nicely into our increasingly multicultural society. So I expect it to kind of lead the weekend split style. I'm kind of projecting it might make maybe 20, 23 million. We'll get a better idea what the industry's thinking when we see the projections from Box Office Pro tomorrow. Other one on your A-list I would recommend would be James Baldwin, I Am Not Your Negro. Now, I don't know how much wider it's going to expand. It better fucking expand to Vegas because I am tired of waiting on this movie. But um, I'm not sure if it will creep into limited categories. So if it stays platform, it could expand like 450, 475 screens, whatever. Because documentaries generally don't get that wide a release unless you're Michael Moore. So if it does expand to just under the platform limit of 500 screens, I think it's it's an A-list with a bullet. I mean, seventy-four hundred for James Baldwin. I upped the the salary about five hundred dollars, about four hundred dollars uh, per actor on this film. And the actors really are just like documentary film. You've got like M- Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. I just love the fact we're able to to <laughs> add these guys to your call sheet each week. And it should and and as a documentary, it probably won't you know get like a really huge release but at the upper end of the platform category i mean it's gonna mash i mean it's all it's still getting like five or six thousand dollars per screen or whatever maybe so if it goes with 475 it really could have a shot at like i don't know 1.5 2 million dollars and so if you're looking at one point per hundred thousand in platform release category then you're looking at possibly 15 to 20 points per actor and he doesn't get much better value than that i mean that puts it up there with get out 
So mm-hmm. take a look at I'm not your Negro. I'm actually my full stack. I'm not your Negro if it stays uh, under if it stays under 500 screens. It is. Uh, I mean, it is kind of fun to uh, be able to put those guys on your call sheet, like you said, to be able to throw a Malcolm Medgar Evers. Uh, Medgar Evers. I think. I think a couple of weeks ago on my background talent, I like stacked. I am not your Negro just to have all those guys on my sheet. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, take take a little screenshot. Like, yeah, I rostered Malcolm X. What? <laughs> I, I threw a fist in the air. And you can't see it because we're seeing this. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Uh, so co-starring, these are some values you may want to look out for this weekend. Taraji P. Henson, the Hidden Figures juggernaut, man. She's at 8,500. I'm estimating a limited release, but for all we know, I mean, this thing, each week I keep predicting it's going to duck under 2,000 screens, which would put into limited release, and it just stays barely above 2,000 screens. If we think it's going to dip in, into limited release with like 1,700, 1,800 screens, then this is one, also one of my best values of the weekend, because this thing is like a low-key Titanic, like I mentioned before. It's chugging along week after week, $8 million, printing money like a boss. <laughs> it's made, it's uh, made and, a, so far, domestic total is $144 million. That's crazy. It's been out for three months. Think about that. Whatever movie keeps getting, I mean, it was like fifth in the box or sixth in the box office last weekend. That's bananas. So, so definitely get you some hidden figures if it dips into the limited release category. Because once again, with limited release, you get one point per five hundred thousand in box office. So if that shit does once again another eight million, then once again, I mean, it puts it up there with Get Out and mm-hmm. uh, I Am Not Your Negro. It, that could be another, you know, 16 to 18, you know, point performer right there. Also, it's, I expect... Uh, it's still Black History Month, so you never know. <laughs> That's right. It is still Black History Month. Get Hidden Figures while you can. All, all you schools that are taking you out for the field trip, go see Hidden Figures, damn it. Our box office needs it. Uh, Anya Taylor-Johnson from Split. 9400. I expect this also will dip into limited release. Uh, and it earned just under hidden figures last week, and it still has a little bit of bounce to the ounce. Uh, so if it's limited release, then I also would suggest her uh, at 9400. It could be a, if you're trying to round out your call sheet, you got some spare cash and want to cash them outside. <laughs> Anya Taylor Johnson could perform for you as a headliner for 9400. Cutting room floor, these are ones you want to skip. Skip these losers. Uh, Anything with with Resident Evil, basically, we need 20 films each week. It is just playing out the string. <laughs> not making any money. Bless Nobody you. cares. Uh, and all rings. And with get get with get out. I was gonna say getting out. With get out coming in to suck all the box office <laughs> horror movie dollars out of of the market. I mean, no one is out there checking for rings. No one's out there checking for last week. And once get out comes, no one will be checking for it this week. Get and, out fences. It should be called get out fences. <laughs> get, out, yeah, get out of my box office. And so with that in mind, are there any movies coming up this weekend that y'all want to see? Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to, I might try to see, I am not your Negro on Friday afternoon. Amen. I mean, and it's, and it's it's all over California too. Like, like when I check to see the like when I go to, to the to the 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 microsite or whatever for I am not your Negro, and I click on find theater closest to me. The closest one they find is like fucking Calabasas. So it's <laughs> out there in the LA area. Damn it, you guys are blessed. Wait a minute, it, there's 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 closer theaters in Calabasas. There's got to be one in Hollywood. Well, no, I'm saying close to me, yo. I That's mean, what I'm, I'm saying. Vegas. 
It's, or, 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 or maybe it's like Victorville. It's not anywhere near Vegas, what I'm saying. It's in California. Uh, yes. Or maybe in Arizona. I don't want to drive an hour and a half to go see a movie. I'm just not, I'm not up for that. <laughs> what about you, G-Nice? If you had the time to see a movie in the theaters, what would you see? Uh, what would I see? I just saw something. The Great Wall. No. What'd you say? Yeah, the Great Fist Wall. Fight, the Great Wall. No, Fist that fight. looks bad. Fist fighting the Great Wall. No, that also looks bad. You say Starker was fun. That was silly. It, no, it, it's it's fully like a rom com now. Like, forget all the band, the bondage stuff. Like, yeah, that's like it, it's, it's literally it's leaning into its rom com nature, straight up. Lego Batman, you can see that. That's yeah, that, that actually looks decent. Um, John Wick Chapter Two. No, <laughs> see I mean, I'd see it, but I'm not like excited about it. You wouldn't see it in the theater, no. I wouldn't pay. <laughs> so you're you, yo, go see Hidden Figures, dog. I'd see, you, I'd, say, I'd see Hidden Figures. Hidden yeah. Figures is good for for the kids, but they're too young. <laughs> they are. They're a little young. Uh, Split also. I you might actually enjoy Moonlight. Split. Go see Moonlight. Yeah, that's that's a tough watch. Yeah, it's not a. It's tough a good watch. movie. It's just a tough watch. Well, we already discussed this. Yeah, we we Where's did. Logan. <laughs> oh wait, no, he's trolling you. He's trolling. Okay, and I think that pretty much brings us towards the end. Our over under this week will be uh, Get Out twenty million over under. What do you think, KG? I'm over or under? Slightly million. under. Slightly under. Eighteen okay, actually, and a half. I, actually, I think that's actually a pretty smart call. Uh, G nice. I'm sure you study these things religiously. What do you think? Over under, under twenty million. Under. Under. All right, that will be contrarian. I think we'll go <laughs> oh, slightly over. It's I think under because be like, I wouldn't go see that, and I, I I'm a I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> it's and under I'm because You're <laughs> just trying to get our 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 users into like. Uh, an alcohol poisoning coma or something. Uh, but yes, G-Night still hates on everything that we love. I think it'll be slightly over only because uh, I think it's going to perform like Split did. And actually, Split did $40 million its opening weekend and not just oh, wow. on the name of Shaman alone. So I think the curiosity factor of this will be high. The trailers are strong. I can see it getting as high as 22 to $25 million, So fingers crossed. Uh, and that is pretty much it. Where can you find Cinema Draft? You can go to cinemadraft.co. Sign up for our free beta. We are now mobile, damn it. No excuses. Go on your phone. Go to cinemadraft.co. Sign up. Go in there and set up some call sheets. It's a little clunkier than the desktop version, but you can still do it on the fly. And we do have theater lock at 6 p.m. on Thursday evenings. Now you can on the fly at your poker game in the grocery store, not while you're driving, but in the passenger seat, you can change your call sheet and not get screwed over with an invalid call sheet. We appreciate all your support. Keep checking us out. And definitely now there are no excuses. Check it out on your mobile device. You can also find us on Twitter at Play Draft, Facebook Cinema Draft, Instagram at Play Cinema Draft, Medium, which is our official corporate blog at Cinema Draft, Pinterest, and other places. Subscribe to us at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast. We are, once again, we are live with over $200 of free prizes weekend. We are free to play. Sign up, play for free, tell a friend to tell a friend. Game starts uh, at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure you double check your call sheets after 6 p.m. on Thursday once theater lock occurs. And once again, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Results are usually between 3.30 and 4 p.m. on Monday. Finalized sometime later Monday evening. 
Anything to plug, y'all? Anything y'all working on that you want everybody to know about? Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> which is another way for KG to say he's working on a deal which he can't fully disclose just yet. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, G-Nice? Yay? Nay? I'm working on sleep. And we're, and rocking a really cool cape, which we can't see. And and I, of course, am plugging Cinema Draft 24-7. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for watching the podcast, y'all. And once again, this weekend, have fun and go see a movie or something.